2: Hey everyone, welcome to the Paul Price Show. We are back for another week of mind-blowing, kingdom-shaking, earth waddling demon-annoying, <laughs> the devils are annoyed. We go to the Paul Price Show where we're going all the way in on God's truth. Whatever that truth is, that's the one that will be addressed today. Before we get into whatever we're getting into, I want to let you know that we have important kingdom things going on here in the Paula Price Enterprises, which is what it is, because we have a ministry, we have a university, we have a success center, we have a collaborative, so a lot happens here, we have PPM Global Resources and the assessment center, and with all of that, we are here not just to throw out a good word but to give you resources and solutions to make different decisions. A lot of times with ministries, uh, things just tend to be ethereal. They can be ministerial and spiritual. And you walk out of a very high service saying or thinking, but what am I supposed to do with that? How is that going to help you in this moment? Once this happy, holy Ghost high comes down, what am I supposed to do? And we have been addressing some very serious issues that are going on in the kingdom. We're not pulling our punches and because the devil isn't pulling his punches, obviously. And suicide is one of those things. Now, this suicide is nothing new. However, we are addressing its elevation, particularly in the body of Christ, but overall the statistics and what they say. A few weeks ago, Dr. Price mentioned that we're going to have a seminar on suicide and true to her words, and that is what we are doing. Next Saturday, October 5th, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. right here at Price University, we are having a free first time is free. <laughs> the first time is free seminar on suicide, the ultimate return on the death culture is what she is calling it. The ultimate return on the death culture. We were going to address that uh, ancient religion and right on suicide What I love about Dr. Price And how we do what we do Is we trace it all the way back to its origin Which will end up at a devil somewhere But from the devil Through the people The cultures, the The attire The music See shallow saints who don't understand What's going on think that all that is just picking You're just picking You're just old school You're just religious and that there can't possibly be anything deeper tied to it. And you know it is, because if there wasn't anything deeper, then what's, what, why is it so deep? Then put on your tie, you suit. If it's not that deep, why don't you dress up? If it's not that deep, why don't you cover it, come on. Okay, so we're going to address that. Bullying, and how bullying motivates and inspires a lot of suicide, particularly among young people. And now, of course, we've had for years, cyberbullying, you're talking about the government has to open up an entire new division to accommodate crime on the internet. So you have cyberbullying and gaming, the game, gamification, all of the things that involve killing yourself, killing other people. The goal is to desensitize a generation to death. So going to get a cup of coffee, shooting yourself in the head, which one will I do today? I mean, for some people, they want it to be that matter of fact, that plain, that nonchalant, and taking your life is, you know, I decided to just kill myself today instead of going to jail with my friends. They want to bring it down to that. Attempted suicide statistics. And that's something that came up in one of our staff meetings when we were talking about it. Um, I think it was prophet D who brought up. The attempted suicide, because what's documented that we usually read are the successful ones, but not the attempted ones, and that's a different set of numbers altogether. Many of you watching are some of those people. Yes, I did try and take my life, and it did not for whatever reason. Media's glorification of suicide. We're going to be addressing how media contributes to romanticizing suicide and your memory after you're dead. Because that's what people fall in love with. Their memory after they're dead, what people are going to say, how they're going to have their final vengeance or all those things, the the warped belief system that life is better if you take yourself out of it. And the psychological evaluation of suicide in general Psychologically, where you have to be to get to that place and more. We will address habits and suicidal habits and routine that um, because sometimes there are things that we do as people that we wouldn't consider suicidal, but they are the beginning of a pattern, a habit, a routine that will ultimately get you there. Some people who are addicted, they may not have the nerve, as we would say, to do something drastic to end their life, so they're going to take the slow way out sabotaging yourself time and time and time again so those are things that we will address in this seminar again it is Saturday October fifth, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. we will have a lunch break in the middle of that we are also going to stream live now here's what you need to know it will be live while we are live and then when we are done not too long after that we're pulling it down we're going to put it in Price University while we are alive, this is how serious we are about this. We just going want to talk about the issue. We want you, if you need help, if you know somebody who needs help, we are going to have our intercessors standing by who are going to pray for people who need prayer. They're going to call into the office. or have all the instructions the day we do it and set up. And it's just, now listen, it is only a prayer call. It's not counseling. It's not any of those things. It's do you need prayer? And if you need more, We'll have resources to redirect you if it is something urgent right now, or if you want to be involved in the services that we offer for life rehabilitation, deliverance, and healing. So we just don't talk. We offer solutions. And I love that. I appreciate that. I thought you you. Right. We offer solutions to the body. Uh, you can register if you are in Tulsa or if you want to drive into Tulsa, fly into Tulsa. For the day, stay the weekend, come to church with us in the Congregation of the Mighty, get all breathed up all over again. You can do that. Uh, you can go to Eventbrite and key in Suicide Seminar. The whole title is there, The Ultimate Return on the Deaf Culture. But you can key in Suicide Seminar. It'll pull it up for Tulsa. Actually, if you just pull it up in general. And ours is that they, we're the only one in there, at least at this time, On that day, plus other ones are in, you know, New Jersey and maybe Texas or something, and another one already happened. (laughs) So there's not a lot of competition, not a lot of confusion on that day concerning this subject matter, but we want to see you here. We want to see you here or online. When we upload the flyer, we want you to share this. This is a very serious issue, and it's a problem that many times you don't know somebody is wrestling with. There are obvious signs. There are not so obvious signs. There are signs that are obvious, but we've dismissed them. We've rolled them into somebody's personality. we rolled it up into they're just going through a bad time. Oh, every time this happens, they do that, not realizing what they may or may not be teetering or entertaining, how the enemy is visiting them. So let's do it. So we will share. We'll post it. And we will share, share, share. And we will, again, be here at Price University. I love saying that we are the ninth floor. Mm-hmm. We're not just on the ninth floor. We are the ninth floor. And when people step off the elevator, they're like, oh, we're the whole floor. We're the whole floor. Yes, we are branded all over the place. And God is faithful. Okay, now that is October. And if that wasn't enough, the week after that, starting on the seventh, we are doing something groundbreaking here. At the Paula Price Enterprises, the Paula Price Enterprises, not Paula Price Enterprises, the Paula Price price Enterprises, like the Walmart. (laughs) Okay? We are doing something here. We are about to launch season two of Taking It On with Paula Price. Yay! And before we do that, I also want to say that next Friday on the 4th, and I'm going to get the branding info from the network, but Dr. Price is season one. Of taking it on with Paula Price is going to start airing on the Now Network. <laughs> Excuse me. The Now Network, Friday mornings at 8 30 a.m. Uh, Eastern time?
3: Uh, uh,
2: yes, so 7 30 Central. I'm going so to use everything being Central Standard Time because that's what we do. <laughs> that's where we are. So be on the lookout for that so we can spread the word. You can go back every week on the Now Network and watch season one, all 22 episodes. One per week. That's rolling out And if that's not enough, we are starting to shoot in November, Season 2 of Taking It On With Paul Price. This is not a one-hit wonder. This is not a one-season idea. Hello. There's so much more to talk about with... since it's done?
3: That's Paul Price.
2: So many things to take on. <laughs> so many issues. So we're going to do that. But first, we are going to have a Webathon fundraiser, Kind of like a telethon, but on the web. And you will have six days of us popping up all over the place fundraising for season two to produce to shoot to make it happen and then to broadcast I don't care what people say about the gospel being free standing on your street corner might be free and then it depends on what corner you're standing on in what city all of them used to be free they are not free anymore okay so we need to get off of that idea It costs money to produce quality. We are quick for saying the church is cheap and everything is cheesy, but when it comes time to raising the funds to do it, where's everybody at? Sending their money off to Jay-Z, Beyonce, and Kanye. So there's no magic here when you're a minister in the kingdom. We have double duty because we have to convince the saints that something for Jesus is worth their money, and then actually have them follow up with it and stick to it. So we are going to shoot season two. Here's our goal. we want to go in, cut the check for everything. Production for the whole season when we walk in the door. We have the team lined up, the location lined up. We have Dr. Price lined up. She's going to be there for season two. We're very excited to join that we have our same host for taking it on with Paul Price. it's actually still Dr. Paul Price. <laughs> and so we're going to do that. So starting Monday, October 7th, look for that. Every broadcast every broadcast we have that week is going to include it we're going to have special guests special music we're going to be in multiple locations oh I have ideas I have ideas we have ideas 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 for how we're going to do this and we can pop up on location any and everywhere and we are we're not just going to be sitting here we're going to be at the church we're going to be somewhere else we're going to be you don't know. But what you do know is make sure that you have been notified to get those notifications set on Dr. Price's uh, Facebook so when we go live, you know about it, and you can pop in, see what's going on. We're going to keep you abreast of where we are in our fundraising goals. This is the target that we're going for. This is where we are in that, you know, how it goes in the next 45 minutes we want to hit this target kind of thing. That is a fundraiser, and we are taking it on because we have a lot to take on. And we're not going to skirt around the issue of needing money to do it because, hey, we produce an excellent product. And I'm going to tell you right now, excellence is not free. And excellence isn't cheap. Mediocre is usually cheap. Average is just okay. But excellence costs. (laughs) So We are wise with our finances, but if we're going to deliver, we are going to deliver. Every professional who watched season one of Taking It On Said, professional in the industry said oh that's that's yeah that's good quality like that's network quality we could put that on a network right now well thank you that's what we're working to do so you know your money is going to top quality professionally assessed by professionals in the media industry and that is excellent when people can look at your product and say you know I really wouldn't I really wouldn't change anything really that's amazing we're already on the right track and we want you to be a part of that. We're going to roll it out. It's going to be fun. I, we're going to have some roundtables going on and everything you can think of, prophesying, prayer, to speaking to those of you who are out there in the audience watching. It's not just about us. It's going to be about you, too. We're going to minister to you during this week because that's what we do. We're so full anyway. We can't help it. We're going to end up there anyway, so we might as well program it. Right? <laughs> Okay, rolling on to the next thing, November 20th through the 23rd here in Tulsa, Oklahoma is our near summit, our apostolic summit, and this year we have nailed down our special guest. Did we, we,
1: got him Did we get him in? Yeah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. we got a picture and everything. Okay, we yeah. <laughs> We have Bishop Brian Keith Williams, who is going to be one of our keynote speakers, very special guests. Dr. Price and Bishop go way back. Way back. Haven't seen each other in quite some time, but they go way back. And he's like, hey, I watch your show. I love what you're doing. Let's let's reconnect. And we connected through another connection. I tell you what. You never know how God is going to use you, which is what you have to be, where you said you need to be, at the time you need to be there. Divine reconnection. And we are moving forward with that. And it, we are addressing being God's mighty ones in the earth, raising up God's mighty ones in the earth. We have, you can tell, can you imagine? We're here now as ministries addressing suicide in the church, in the church. addiction in the church, sexual crimes in the church. We we haven't even gotten past our own parking lot, and we're stacked with real issues that need real power, real muscle to back them down, but a real strategy. One of the things that Dr. Price is known for, and here we're is that she is a strategist. She is a solutionist, absolutely, and she is a strategist. There is not one person I think I know, whether they love her or they just don't know what to do with her. They're not sure sometimes, but what they will say is, but woman of God, you always have a plan. Oh, no, you always know, but you've done it. How many people? She is sat in front of politicians who said people talk all day long, but you actually do. You do. Why do we have so much going on? Because there's a lot to do. A lot to recover. We're in a recovery season for the Lord. And when you're in recovery mode, there's no slowing down. When there's a natural disaster, they're out all day, all night, until every last person is found. They fish them out in these hurricanes, go up and down all night long, and they're just rotating people out, rotating people out. They're not saying, well, we'll be back at 8 a.m., hope you all make it through the night. No, no, we're all risking our lives together to recover all. And we are in a recovery season. That's why this new era is a recovery era. For the Lord, that's 2016-18 for the Lord. That's what we are doing right now. So the near summer, Summit, you want to go to www.DrPaulaAprice.com. Go to the event and register for this year's summit. Get your groups together, your tour buses together, your caravans together, your plane tickets together, and be here in Tulsa. This is not the season to miss the move of God. And so many times we have diminished the move of God to us falling, like we're moving. I fell out. Oh, God, move. Wow. And then what? Can't take anything back to where you are, not really changed, not really delivered, not really empowered. So that's that's what we are addressing in November. And now we have a special announcement to make. Live on the Paula Price Show. I love special announcements about Dr. Price. Oh, look at this! We have three people who are registered for the suicide seminar. Just that. Fast. Come on now. We're doing it on
3: the <laughs> Come on,
2: look, Event Price. You want to be there? Okay. I did not realize until social media there are some good things that social media does for you. And reminders is one of them. One is people's birthdays and special occasions and memories. So we want to take a moment, (laughs) Dr. Price is like, why are you looking at me, to recognize Dr. Paula Price because this time, five years ago, before the garden was put on the market and so we want to recognize that milestone that before the garden oh, hold on don't start talking yet okay all right it is it's, come on bring them in is five years old and so we had to note this moment on the show because we're not deviating from the plant because you can't do that Dr. Price because she bring the work all right but um, you know what for now you can put them over there and to recognize you yellow roses are Dr. Price's favorite and we wanted to say happy anniversary celebration of five years of
0: Before the Garden. Yes.
3: <clears throat> clap online, get your clap. I want to did you know
0: what, to what did we forget to tell them? That I
2: am releasing those Primus. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can talk about that now. I, well, I, I don't think that okay, I don't great. <laughs> Things are cooking here in our world. I'm telling you. Yes. Dr. Price will say this this week. She'll say uh, what she really wants to say about it because honestly, I haven't read a piece of paper that she has written on this. And I'm feeling some kind of way about that, but I understand. She also,
3: yeah. See how she says that?
2: I don't hear about who else read about it. I'm talking about me and my problems that I didn't read it. Yes. But, and you're not saying that. It, not saying that. I, I'm absolutely. Absolutely. It is all about me right now. <laughs> Dr. Price has signed a new book deal with Whitaker House, who has uh, published already the prophet's dictionary and the prophet's handbook. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And now she is coming out with a new series, prophetic primers. <coughs> this season. What's the first, season? the first one coming out? Next
3: year.
2: Top of next year? Spring next year? Something like that? Uh, that's what we're talking okay. About well, she has to crank them out now because, you know, they have to be published, produced, edited, all those fun things. So she is the hymn of breaking the rock in pieces. Keep Apostle Price in prayer as she is bur- bursting these things out, breaking them out. In the midst of all this, she wrote a leadership manual. Praise God. While she was thinking through her primer, she was writing another book. You know, okay, I'm going to say this about our first, but she's not here for just a minute. Okay, I'm gone. Okay.
3: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, she used to say, not so much anymore. Why well, people always keep asking me when I'm going to write another book? You know, some people, you just get one out of them in a lifetime. You know, maybe three. Maybe three. They keep asking. Why do they keep asking? Because <laughs> she keeps writing, though. <laughs> and they just will say, okay, I wrote a new book. And we're like, okay. <laughs> I thought you were working on something else. Well, I am. But while I was, I was writing this, too. Okay. And so we have it right here in the studio, within reach, the dictionary, the handbook, before the garden. We have the poetry book down here. I know we have something else. Oh, we have 3D. Uh, I have Eternity's journals Well, it's printed out, but I still have Eternity's journals. I think the book might be over there, too. What a treasure you are in the earth.
0: There's manual.
2: Oh. My, my author says that my AITs have no
0: idea how many books I had on a process, but she has written
2: no idea. And I won't even show them because they will fall straight out on what they don't know. <laughs> and what I'm still learning is <laughs> that there is no end. There is just no end. So more books are coming from the author <laughs> of the proposition. How many of you, well, we're going pick this up in
0: 2005, maybe? They've been, they've been wonderful.
2: They really have. Yeah, so we're talking about about 15 years, almost, probably by the time the other ones come out, 15 years of the Pops Dictionary through Whitaker House. Now, the book predates them publishing it uh, because you wrote that, the first edition. Well, the first edition.
1: Well, remember, I started
3: it. Oh, I'm not on anymore.
1: I should be on. Should I be on?
2: You just put your button. Put it
1: down.
2: Isn't that?
1: Okay. No, I think Um, but I we the first one I started it even way back in New Jersey when I developed curricula for profit and realized that we needed terminology. And I always like to tell the story that my spiritual mom back then was very, very very talented, very um, honey, the lotion theologian, and of course, I wasn't bothering with her, the theologian, but this woman was so good at it, I just stayed with her. She mm-hmm. had her own university as well. And she said, Honey, she always called me honey, because when people are 80 and 90, they can call you honey. Call you you. That's yeah. right, at 80 yeah. and 90, because what are you
3: going
1: to say? You hope you can get 80 you know, Okay. So you can call somebody. In your right uh, mind. Uh, <laughs> okay. And so she used to say, Honey, um, she said, honey, a caller, you have a great mind. You have a gifted mind. She said, well, you, I like your writing, but you're you're the future. She was first, to let me know. So people have to know their language. So you're going to write a dictionary. First, she told me to write a glossary. Man, I thought I was going to die just to get a glossary business. <laughs> um. I want you to know, I started writing the glossary, and all of a sudden, you said, you know that word, needs to be because don't start a project Ooh. with the Holy Ghost. Because there's a reason why the man is infinite. Yeah, I had to say, God, do we get a cutoff point yeah. in a minute? And so I started writing it, and I wrote the glossary. And then many of you out there, uh, I know some of you listening will tell me about the little yellow and green. The lovely yellow and green thing I had, have. So proud of that. I think at that point I must have had 250 words or something. I was excited. I copped them up. And so then after that we went, and the Holy Ghost said, "But I want this dictionary." And so He did. He wanted the dictionary. And bless His heart, um, He. Just a bit of mindset for it. And a lot of times, in their witness, I would sit days and days on end, because I wrote a lot of that out of my head. After I spent about mm-hmm. maybe six weeks researching terms, because that's all right. I know people think that I'm, but I don't. I write it as uh, I'm thinking it.
3: Workshop? Yes,
1: I know. One day I'm going to get a workshop for writers. But anyway, so I wrote it, and then he blessed me to have Dr. Bill Hammond do the foreword. I was excited about that because I was doing something unusual. so you need a little bit of muscle. And so um, and then he ended up, and he had just these wonderful apostles and prophets pick them up that started to, um, carrying the dictionary. I didn't even know it was going to be uh, that much of a bestseller. You know, right now the dictionary is a bestseller. has been for a while. Did I know? No, I didn't know. But, and then after that, we were in what, 2017? I mean, 2007 or something. They really picked it up. You know, I had the honor. Of, yeah, because I had the honor of, of sitting down with Bob Whitaker Jr. and talking about the dictionary. And I kept thinking, this is this kind
3: of happening? You know, this is
1: this really happening? Wow. So, and so they picked it up. And the dictionary has been a really good seller for them. And and we've had years so of awake.
2: Okay, so, you know, Dr. Price's books typically tend to be a little thick. Yeah. A little thick. A little off So, you know, the average Christian doesn't read heavy books about God. We're going to read heavy books about Harry Potter and Vampire Lord of the Rings Diaries, and, Twilight, and yeah. Vampire Diaries, Twilight, Stephen King. Yeah. You know, we're going to read heavy books about the devil. We don't read heavy books about our Lord because we're trying to, think, we're trying to Trim the Bible down so it'd be pocket-sized. Yeah, you, know. you know, I'll just take out the old. Well, we'll take out most of the new. Well, we'll just bring it down to the gospel. <laughs> and so uh, we and they were in discussion. But this, this book is the thickest book we have. Yes. I mean, that was a point of negotiation.
1: Yeah. Because they're
2: not used to printing that
1: much paper. Wow. So yeah. one book. And it was a risk for them, which is yes. why I'm grateful today. Because it was a great risk to write. But I, you know, I come... You know, I had already written the, because um, constructed a contemporary prophet, I knew my subject, I had done my research, so, and it was, listen, it was new. Nobody was doing that. You know, a book was prophetic, and it wasn't just a bunch of prophecies, restated scriptures, and whatever. Okay. You know, even now, people say, but could we get a dictionary, a dictionary? to, a dictionary? So so to somebody. read it. So that's why we're doing primers. We're breaking these primers based on the Prophet's dictionary. So you'll be able to do a lot with them, and, um, and we've just we've just had a great time um, of, of just working through. So the reason we're doing it is that we're going to do that with the dictionary handbook in mind, and so I'm excited. And you are going to the like that first one is you're going to know how to assess a process and yourself as a process, and how to build your personal assessment. Wow. Oh, well, that's the thing
0: people want.
1: Yep you're going to know how to build your personal assessments so that you don't have to wait for somebody to say they agree or disagree, or you don't have to go running down a prophetic trail and you probably should be down the entrepreneurial trail and whatever. It is amazing. You're going to really like it. I mean, you're going to understand because many of you know I designed assessments, and so I i am bringing that razor yeah. into this, this, these books. How to vet processes, better process, diagnosis processes, how hmm. to... Oh, your prophecy diagnostic. Prophecy yes. diagnostic. I wrote a whole course called Prophecy Diagnostic. Yes. So of the, that will be in the book. I wrote uh, several courses on credentialing and how to understand what credential and accreditation mean. For example, I was, when I was getting ready last week just to send in a little sample, I was stunned and how many times the, the scripture... Those, the words that we love in the, the King James ended up being a critic, you know, and commissioning and mm-hmm. credential, and all of those things. And why are we doing this? Why is this important? Because today you all have been raised on the court codes and you've been defenseless yes. and you've been vulnerable to what somebody says. What if you can do your own analytical work?
2: Well, what I love is that that analytical work is based on a real system.
1: Yes. Is this a functional system? How, how how many years are our assessments? How long on? Eleven years. Eleven.
0: Years. Uh, wait, yes, yeah, eleven years. Two thousand eight, I think. Mhm. Is when they rolled
2: it. Yeah, thousands. Well, of but you you exist. started. I don't think that's right. years. Um, you did the first idea of yeah. the assessment. T- 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 in, what, 2004, maybe? <laughs> I think four, four. 2003 and 2004, the drop down, and then, so from that is really the beginning of the assessment
1: life. Yes. And so now, uh, our assessment, as a matter of fact, we have some very significant um, people who have examined them, talked about their, their clarity, talked about how they're worthwhile. We're looking for people to help us get them um, done. I have met some wonderful, wonderful Christian men here who are like, yeah, this is needed. And, and so we've been having meetings on the assessment, so it's valid. I'm valid on this, and because I was able to do, if it hadn't been for the dictionary, well, if it hadn't been for construction, the contemporary profit, we wouldn't have the dictionary.
3: Because
1: right. that book had a, that's how it started, it had a ton of terms in, terms in the back. And so she brought it back out to train her office. which we knew. And then from there I had, I did the prophets dictionary, which, of course, most of you know or I don't know, 1,600 terms, we deal with dreams, visions, et cetera. You know, i told Rick, I've got about 4,000 more terms that, that are done that I could deliver on this. So we're going to spread them out through the promise, you yeah. know. Right. So, ah. yeah, because, well, yeah. you know, God is seen,
3: yeah.
1: you know. And so a lot of the words that I didn't put in because I was really a little bit too timid to put them in, I'm now, you know, I'm not timid. Only time to change. And, and 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 the proof of the dictionary is that it's proven that it's needful. And so it's it's sold around the world. I mean, we are like, you know, I can tell you that I'm with stunned when I figured we had already hit about a hundred thousand copies of the thing over the time that <laughs> it Or and, and and I didn't even know that that was a big deal. But people are using it, it's now required text. We then did the Handbook based on the dictionary. The handbook really came from the dictionary and my book on culture and prophecy. You know, which came from House house Prophets when I didn't know what I was doing. And you know, the wonderful thing about you
2: know, when I do something and I don't know what I'm doing,
1: it doesn't come out like that. It doesn't come out like that. I know. We've got a label with your vision, and people don't want the label with the vision. People want the provision before they even mapped out the vision. And so, I know. you know, and, and having to do this, you know, when I think about it, having to do this, yeah, you know, that's why everybody goes in ministry first and then wonders what to do. Oh. Because all you, because uh, you, what you do, to do is you go to the state, get some, you know, get your little charter, get some cars, go on the webpage, you're good to go. You don't know where you're going, what you're going to say. And so God, and I, listen, I was all for that. Because when I said, I, I, thought I wanted to do it. Everybody I knew was doing it that way. So I wanted to do it that way. Holy Ghost said, no, he said I have better things planned for you. Mm. And so those better things, man, I went on the ground <laughs> for 25 years, crying like a teenager. Why didn't I go on my train? And, uh, you know, because <laughs> I wanted to be out with everyone else. But I'll tell you this. Uh, the Holy Spirit said to me when I first started learning him, and I was fussing. I wanted to go to Raymer. I wanted I wanted to go to O'RU. I wanted to go to get me some theology stuff. I was crying. and I say crying, and my little heart was so broken because everybody I knew was either Raymer or O'RU, and it was learning stuff. And all I was doing was sin with Jesus every day. <laughs> that man still got hurt. and let me know his nose hurt. Yeah. He told me I will not forget his word out the first time he got shot with me. He said, listen. I can send you to any one of my. Now, I didn't realize. It took me 20 years to know what he meant. Uh, He said, but I can send you to any one of my prophets. He said, is that all good? He said, but I chose to teach you myself. Mm -hmm. My little son, I was i got so sorry. I was was pitiful because I I realized I heard his name. And uh, he was was very offended because I didn't know him well enough to know that I was getting a superior education from the God that trained the apostles.
3: God.
1: And I didn't know that because I'm real. I'm a Baptist girl. Baptist, you don't know stuff, you know. At least where I was, I mean, I was the Baptist to the brilliant, But not in my local community. <laughs> they weren't. I tell you what, they weren't top two. And so, after he said that, I, I got it. I mean, I literally my heart just broke because I did not have a sense to regard him the way he is. And so, but when he said it, I said, Jesus, I'm sorry. I will never bring that up to you again. I haven't. And I sat down at the table, and they said, "Well, I, I just want to know where you got it from. I just want to know." that. I said, "They me tell you something because
3: mm-hmm.
1: i already heard his parents. I wasn't doing that again. I was like, I'm about to crush you and hurt him. Oh my God! Let me tell you something. So he and now, so this Jesus, every night, every I told the story before, but I think some people might hear it every night. The man I got my I had three children. My youngest was fine, and I." Have, you know, have to go home, have, to, have a church, starting a school, and every night he wakes me up. I would put my family in bed. I'm ready to go sleep. No, you're not sleeping. Get up. Get your book. Get your Bible. Get your book. Get those books I told you about because they were no Google. So you toted everything. Oh, yeah. You needed knowledge. You toted it. You drugged it everywhere. I paid extra fees on planes, etc. Get up and write. Get up and do it. Get up and research it. He made me do all of these manuals. That's why I was done. I mean, because again, when God is on you and you have, you don't have all of that backstory. He didn't want anybody to pour it into me because he said, no, they ain't gonna pour into what I'm replacing. That's not gonna be helpful to me. And so, I had to travel with his books and every hotel's um, ministry. He did not care. I was overseas. I was in Great Britain twice. I mean, God had me islands in Islands and Carinor, and he said, but keep on learning this. And so, before I had the little book, I had to write all of these little text manuals. I realize now it was real education because I had to write, I have like boxes, this huge mm-hmm. of things I had to write by hand because, you know, I didn't know any better. And so, because this is you're you're talking about, we're in the 80s. The 80s, 90s. I remember I got my first computer when I was typing um, uh, Constructing Contemporary Prophets. So then here was the heart, because I'm talking to somebody today. I want you to lean in. So here was the heart. The thing that was so interesting is that I, would tell, I, I don't know that what's happening to me is an anomaly. I don't know that I'm a phenomenon. I don't know anything except there is Jesus and there is me. Now, folks would tell me different things, like that can be God or whatever. So I made the mistake. Because the very first book I did was salvation, the powers that make the difference. And so, which is the precursor to pedigree. And so I said, well, okay, God, I'm going to share. So I started sharing with the ministers that I liked and whatever. The only person that told me that took care of me was my spiritual mother, and she said, and you need to stop sharing because these people are going to confuse your brain. He, he said, and, and so my mother, on the other hand, said, but they going to steal too because this is not you know, Because that's my mama. So my mama was like, no, 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 no. So I would share, and they would beat it and bash it. They would mock me. They'd laugh at me. They'd say, oh, really? So God talked? I'm like, I'm, you know, I was a young girl. So I was raised in the north. I don't know why he won't talk to you, and that's not my problem. But this, but I'm telling you, I rate him talking to me. People don't like you to say Because the ego is evil. I was like, just because God doesn't feel like he wants to talk to you doesn't mean he's not talking to me. But it means that you have not been so chosen. And I have, and I like that. You know, so they would pick at me. They would, oh, my God. I, I, I remember sending it to a, um, a, a little desktop publishing company. They didn't know what to do with Next thing I know, they got a book similar to my stuff. So I I had to type it all myself.
2: Oh, yeah. I
1: had to type, even now, I type it myself, because once I realized that I'm the future, then I couldn't trust the president with my future. And so I self-published it, but but every summer of all has a little yellow and black book. That was my self-published. The book hit such a nerve, I couldn't keep it up, which was why I blended out for literature. How because I couldn't keep it up? I took it to two others. If I called their names, you'd be stunned. I took it to two other folks. They wouldn't pick up the dictionary. And I said, oh, okay. And then, yes, these people do. And so once I got it out there and they picked it up, from the moment they picked it up, it was like "Great!" I just thank God because I, was, I couldn't meet my orders. And I was losing sales because I couldn't meet the orders. When I went to them, I was back ordering over over a hundred books that I knew I was not going to have the money to pay to do. So I thank God for publishers. You know, when you have something that's like that, you said, like I, I can, I can manage my life now. So I was excited about that. Then after the, the um, handbook is when I went to God said, I use that dictionary that you built, that you wrote. He said, and build me an assessment. Sure, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just run right out to McDonald's and get you there. No, I didn't. I said, God, are you kidding me? And I kept telling him, Jesus, are you kidding me, McDonald's? He said, I mean it. I said to God, I don't know how to do it. And I'll tell you the truth, it's such a miracle because I didn't know how to do it. Um, I knew a little bit about it from my training in terms of business, just trying to do those interviews or whatever. But this man, I'm going to talk to you about this man called Jesus because I am a wonder because I wonder every day.
3: I wonder.
1: I wonder. My people wonder. You know, every now and then, my assistant, Norma, will do this. I just want to make sure that there's flesh and bone. and she doesn't think I'm real. So I I did it all, and I said, but God, I I was bad at math. Do you understand that assessments need math? A lot. A lot of math. I had a wonderful young woman that was with my ministry for a season. She was good and brilliant girl. I mean, she could do it. So we did. We sat down and I worked. Let me tell you how serious this was. We worked what twelve hour days, maybe. In the uh, season, in the, were this yeah. I got put out. You know, when, it, when you're doing great things for God, the devil wants you to stop. So he kicked up dust. So I got put out of my building one time. Got to put out of my house another time. Got the lights turned off and the heat. We were sitting there. Then we got the heat on and. Well, we didn't get the heat on but first. It got the lights on, and then the heat went on, and so we couldn't get the Just, we had our peak, and I'm sure the angels knew it, but if we had have a brain power, what was the point? <laughs> she would get online and she'd find all of these experts online. And that's before we got the clamp down that we got on the group of people. We did a lot clamp down, and we have that. Everything was open. I mean, everything was open. You can go anywhere for us, do go Honey? So she got the first person who said, all you gotta do is well, just send it to me and I'll put it together. And she, she designed all of these plugs to make the same talk and to move. I was like, okay. So then she sent it to another guy and he was a, a former NAS- NASA um, program. He said, oh, okay, we can do this, blah, blah, blah. And I'll tell you why it worked, because I never felt that if I had a reason for it not to work. I felt that it was my job to discover how to make it work. And I do that today. I don't I'm not gonna waste time with what I can't do. If I've got something that God gave me to do, I'm doing it. I'm doing it, I don't care how. Now that I'm older, I can pull it in by my own faith and by my own power. So I do. So we 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 would go there, we got it. We change it. They give us the formula. We would lock it down, and this thing would start working, and we were stunned. It just started talking, pulling the book, the book, the book, the book, the book. I was like, oh! And then we would go in and change it. And she would—I mean, she was diligent. She changed them to make sure that everything's hard. this was a ten-year journey. So I don't want anybody to think this was like—you know—I got a dream on Monday. I got a process, My project on Tuesday, and, and my check on and still need the check because people didn't want to pay for it. Yeah. And so back then, and then after a while, when it it was working, I was like, if it's not for you, it's not for you. God bless you. Go on with the Holy Ghost. But what we did is we developed something that was so complex and so involved that when our attorney went for the patent for it, the attorney said, but you got something like on the order of the FBI profile because we could generate 60 to 70 pages on a line. And so I was thrilled about that. I got to tell you. So you ask me, why am I doing this? So naturally, I can do anything about a prime. I can talk to you about the prophetic. I can talk to you about gift versus office. I can talk to you about prophet to prophecy. I can analyze you because I know how I'm doing it. I know where I'm getting the information from. But that's wonderful that I can do it. And I'm telling you, we do a great job. Most people, we we don't get a lot of people to tell us that it's wrong. We get people get mad because it it lets them know they're not where they thought they were. You know, a lot of saints will say that, you know, because because prophetic has been a free fall. all. ministry has been a free fall. Sure. Sure. So, we, you know, we don't have to, you know, right now I don't have to argue with them. Matter of fact, she was talking to me about a woman and somebody had given her a prophecy that she was a prophet. The assessment said, but you're not a prophet, you're an apostle. She got mad because I'm a prophet. Okay. I said, okay, obey, you don't know. You don't know. Okay. And so I don't even know who the woman was. somebody we got, but the point that I am saying to you is that it was so accurate. We had a, a man who was a scholar in a university, and he took it, and it came back, and it told him who he was. Fortunately, he was a person of integrity, and it told him who he was. He said, but I purposely he answered almost 60% of the questions wrong. But the way it was streamed, it, 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 now he, he scored terrible, like 30%. Totally yeah, because there's different dimensions of it. So I did that and for the Lord because I believe God. And so after I did the MSQ, he said, Go make one for That's I said, Yeah, I, I was ready. Uh-huh. I thought I was cutting and tasting. Yes, that man messed with me. Yes, I said, Jesus, you keep doing this to me. Oh, I'm you, Lord, you keep doing this to me. So yes, I'm ready
3: to. I just started. Oh, oh, <laughs> I was so tired.
1: I had so I was just loaded to it. so here's God. Oh, well, you want to have a cancel i my way? Can you do Sorry, lining up my money, lining up my life, everything, nothing's worth I said, What is it with you? What is going on? Because you know God and I are in that kind of relationship. Why are you doing this? What's up with this? I told you I wasn't in the sense Oh. He said the first one was to get you trained for the one I want, which is the one for the prophet. I said, oh. So we went again. great team. We went and we dug our heels in, and we did it and had to change it. A totally different assessment had to do it. But I, I had the framework. I had, you know, the foundation. So we did the one for the profit. And um, so I was excited.
3: Jesus,
1: how did I gave it to you? Uh, I take my life. Oh, God, I don't have anything else. I'll be out with you. I'm know, already out. I'm pouring out. I, mean, I got <laughs> these two assessments. I got these books. I am good to go. Oh. Or...
3: Maybe
1: not. <laughs> he said, "Now go do work for the
0: apostles." Oh
1: my God! The cries could be heard around the Oh my God! I kept saying, "No, and you can't argue with God, because you know you get flipping because you think God is like your natural name. So I said, "I don't even know who you think I am." Do you understand my head? God, my head. I'm just tired. I'm like God. Come on. I mean, do you know my brain? What makes you think I can do it? He said, "I built you. I was done." What? I said, you what? You, I built you for this. Now I'm letting you know why I built you. And so, if I, and he said, you need to know. I will never forget his phrase. He said, if you need to know, if I call you to do something, I've already provided. He said, but I've already built you for what I called you to do. And when you stop fighting me, that thing mushroomed, and it did, that thing mushroomed in me so much I couldn't sleep for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. And because I had already written the book called God's Impossible right wonderful. Yes, I did. I wrote God's
3: Apostle Revived and Eternity General. Yes, you do.
1: And so he said, now you can read your books and come back and give me what I want. I was read, right. read your books. Read your books. Read your books. Book. Book about it. So I did. And when I did, for example, many of you all don't know that, you know, usually most, m- much of what was out there was gift inventories. I'm thinking now we probably have bumped up a little bit. Inventory. And they were gift inventories. And inventory is what's back on the shelf. That's not what we did. Sure. And so we set you in your place. Yeah. So, for example, in our assessment, the first thing we do is find out what is your dominant gift. That's like what is your your makeup, maker, what should be that, if you will. And so the dominant, we don't just say, this is your beginning but after, we got dominant gifting, manifestation, and offers. And you know that's powerful. So, and it,
3: we're not here. Oh, sorry.
1: Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's one of the master advisors, so I like messing with her, because we have uh, really high advisors, because that's what came out of this as well. So we went, and I said, so the first level is gifted. The second level is manifestation. Manifestations means you are showing signs of the office because most people can't be gifted. Yeah. So, so we went there, and then the third one is office, and this is done automatically. We don't touch it. It's done. That's the wisdom and the brightness of what God did. So the first thing we do is find out, number one, what is your dominant and where is it in the expertise scale? So, most people are in gifting. And so, they most, I mean, to be honest with you, the majority of ministers out there are operating on the gift with with no assignment for the office or no awareness or not enough awareness to have the office functioning in them. So, we do that. Then, the secondary one is what props up that gift? What makes that gift work no matter what? And that's your secondary gift. And so, that comes up and it'll tell you. For example, if your primary gift or dominant gift <clears throat> is that of a pastor, then it'll say apostolic, anyone, or it'll say a business, or it'll say whatever. It, uh, you know, it'll say, the order to say you don't, know, it really doesn't show. the whole other thing. <laughs> so then you have that. And then the third one, and, and, and I'm writing that in my book, the third one is your environment because you can be in the right office, operating right gifted, but if you're in the wrong environment, you are a failure. So, if some of you are in churches or you're in ministries or you're attending a uh, five folders that are 100% incompatible with your mass composition, with your psychological, zoological composition. So you're out there and you're slugging it. You come home, you're tired. You come home, you're weary. You come home, there's always a fight. You come home and nobody hears you. You feel like you're gonna nobody's hearing you because that's not your environment. You need to know your ministerial environment regardless of the office that you're in. And so the assessment does that. And we've had people say, thank you. So I knew I didn't belong in business, or I knew I didn't belong in the church, or I knew I didn't belong here. I thought like I belong in education. I think we can help you do that. And so we get that. And then the next one is, is that the readiness that comes after? Uh, yes. Yeah. So we have a readiness it Because you know everybody here get a call in the morning, you got a card by night.
3: <laughs>
1: thank you. Mr. friend is a blessing, but they sometimes they don't help some of us. Some of us need to wait wait a little bit before we visit distance. And so um so we, we the second one is readiness. And readiness means the percentage of non um uh, the percentage of non interrupted performance or capability that you have. And most people come in between the 30th and the fortieth percentile. That's most of what I have. Now, they may get something else, but we'll let her talk about it. I think you say
2: uh, your ability to comprehend the scope. The
1: mm-hmm. scope of, of knowledge is mm-hmm. your ability to enter and discharge. Exactly. Because you you don't know what you're doing. You're, like, you're operating on your gift. Well, if you had a good day, you got a good gift worker. If you have a bad day, you don't know. Not. Somebody hurt your feelings, you're living in doubt and confusion. So we have the readiness factor. Mm-hmm. And then from readiness, we go into emotional intelligence. We have a differential. Like, this is this, this your calling calls for this, but this is where you are, and that differential will tell you what you can and cannot make happen because it will it'll trip you up. So in most, the people, the emotional intelligence is what takes you out because technique is one thing, but sentiment is another. And so you may be good at technique because you can emulate it, you can imitate it, I can see it, I can mimic it. So you can mimic technique. But your soul, your emotional stuff, can't deal with the backlash, can't deal with the pushback, can't deal with the hours of demand, can't deal with the study requirements. So we got that in there. Then we had <clears throat> something called threats, strength and threats. Because you, it would be nice if you knew what trips you up. It would be nice if you knew how the enemy knows how to trip you up. So strength and threats, not just about what you're, what you, where you are. It's about what the enemy, could see, we are operating with a, an entire spiritual guard and spiritual agents and agencies that have to back this thing and keep it going, just like your corporations do. See, God has a corporation that's first immaterial, first spiritual, and then physical. So they, and it's first immaterial, because God's got to keep the prophetic institution going, whether you live or die, mm-hmm. or get sick, mm-hmm. or as in the case it is today, quit. So they have, we have this whole section in there that talks about your strength and your threat. And then from there, we go into these 22 dimensions. Am like going right? 20, no, before that, we get that ratio. Yes, you. your, your, your competency ratio. One out of every five things you're going to do well. Or nine out of ten times when we give you a sign that you're going to go good. But when hits, when stress hits, your quality will drop by this percentage. So you need that. You need to know that. So we have that, you know, going on. And a lot of people have these reports. And then after that, we do the readiness map. And, and so the readiness map tells you what you need to do. So you are, if it says you are, what, 20% ready, when we use, that means you've got, what, 14 things that you've got to fix that are high priority. And it goes high priority, medium priority, low priority, or not. concerned. So I, this is what I designed by the Holy Ghost. And these people are witness. You know, I'm like how Jesus just said, but y'all are witness. Yeah. These people are witness. I did not still I wrote this out of my spirit, out of my head, because I, I, it brought me into that, that house. <coughs> and so we do that, and then we give you a recommendation, and you get an advisement with it. And I think that works well. Yeah. So that was the first one I did. Then I did the prophets all different. And then I did the apostles, and then we have some lighter ones that we have on on how to evaluate your people, how to review your staff, how to, like, there's a whole uh, extensive one on how to assess your profits in your organization. Numerically coded, often interpreted. And so we, you know, as you can see, when God gives you an ability, if you stay with him, he's going to give you the full thing. Now, a lot of people were happy with the inventory, but I said, that's not what he gave me. And so I had to write narratives. So, when, like, for example, with the prophets there's, what is it, 12 different types of prophets. When not you like to know? Mm-hmm. We talk, you all took it, 12 different types of prophets, so you could stop acting like your friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think we have something like 14 different types of prophet. And that's, that's a... The assessment tell telling you as a prophet how God talks to you oh. Oh, yes. okay she, you know, she's been, how long have you been advising 9 oh, years 11 years, 11 years. Yeah. so you have yes. become an expert in these assessments and in
3: these missions
2: yeah the, the uh, prophetic one and we have to always give this disclaimer that it only gives prophetic information yes. because that's what it's programmed to do So even if you come up functioning very well, prophetically, we always tell people to take the ministry assessment questionnaire to see if that is actually your dominant manifestation or not. You can be in an environment for 25 years and show very strong in that and still not be that thing. Mm -hmm. And so I love that assessment, but it does, it breaks down um, when you, especially when you hit the intermediate or the advanced levels, because the PAQ, Differs from the MAQ and that the PAQ offers based on how you score three different tiers of information mm-hmm. beginner, intermediate, advanced. So you can't pull the system. You can come in saying you are a master chief high profit <laughs> all day long. But if you only rank on the beginner level, that's all it's going to give us we don't interfere with the results we don't we can't manipulate the coding that thing is so complicated anyway there is literally no way to do that and so it, it'll show that so if you come up uh, uh, come up with an intermediate or advanced level it'll tell you whether you hear more from God or you see
3: mm-hmm. more from God. or you just
2: reading? right and so there's the but there's a section of do you hear you and then you it breaks you down into then you get to your manifestation what is your primary what like she said what environment what is your supporting where should you be with that and people is then what it looks like in action yeah. how you should plug it in uh, the PAQ tells you as a prophet or a prophetic <laughs> gifted if uh, what arenas you will see the least potency prophetically because we really do teach people that you should just go into any arena And be able to shine as a prophet.
1: Well, we're not GP. Everybody isn't a general practitioner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's that's what we teach you. Yeah, I can prophesy anywhere. You probably can prophesy anywhere. Mars, you know, Asia, you know, Mars, Asia. you can probably do that. But but the problem (laughs) is the audience and the response.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Because that's why you get upset. You go in there to force yourself. Or an opportunity to prophesy and they don't respect you one bit because of what God is doing and then somebody comes back behind you say the very same thing. And you know what? It's their fear. You weren't trying to prophesy either out of season or out of fear. Wow. Well.
3: Wow. Well. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And, and so the that But it the, does kick you out. Oh yeah, it'll tell you take a different assessment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This isn't it.
3: This
2: isn't true. Uh, on the beginner level, we almost always recommend somebody take them. Any more I do because people are inundated. They can, they buy books, they do whatever, they been under prompts for years, they do all these things so they can hit the buzzwords mm-hmm. like any other test or exam or assessment. But it's not until they're given all of the options mm-hmm. that you really see which one they really are.
1: Yeah. Which is why it's important to take both. And what we do and you will if you don't belong in the intermediate, you'll hit a point where it says the lower sensible range, the lower sensible range, the lower sensible range. It's not you can play around with it, you can stick around, but it will peak at what the yeah. beginner is able to do or recognize.
2: And, <laughs> and when people do take it, I mean I, I had somebody who recently took it and um They thought they should have been higher because of their theological education. This is on the MAQ actually, not the PAQ. But we had to break down what they didn't learn Mm -hmm. in those degrees.
1: don't just speak on just the the first or second gift, but the two have to cater up somewhere. They use that. If they want to promote somebody, I want to take somebody on the road. For example, there's a whole thing within the prophetic, it'll say whether or not you're a therapeutic prophet, consultative prophet, whether you are an intercessory prophet, because you you might want to go on a missions trip and then you don't have an intercessory prophet or whatever. It'll find them. It'll also tell you who should not be a prophet in your organization? I don't know. You all provide questions because I'm sure you probably have some. But what I want you to know out of all that I'm saying here is that God is doing a new thing. And so in Deuteronomy 12, which is what he used to teach me, it talks about how God's people were allowed to worship him anywhere they wanted, with anything they wanted. They could use a lot of paving ways because that's what they knew. It talks about that, but you know what? He said, but I'm going to appoint a place for you to go. And when I appoint a place for you to go, there is where you will worship me, and I will not accept your offerings from anywhere else. A lot of you are in churches that God didn't appoint. And he's not accepting your offerings. Because the, the reason he appointed you in that church has to do with how he built you, how he constructed you. And, and and what will be awakened in you that he can use when you get into the right church or under the right leader? Many of us, people today, many folks today, you're, you're sitting there under a kid, under somebody who's younger than you.
3: Mm-hmm. A
1: kid. And you wonder why you can't find destiny. That's hurt that that kid's not in destiny. Because God doesn't put children in power like that. He told his own son go home and learn so some of you all, you're not going to find your destiny, and when you do, it's going to be too late for you, because the window that God has will be closed, or you'll be so saturated with error and so saturated with what God with, with this God's issue with this person is that you can't jump that, right the way, because you everything has an mindset, devils have a an We always act like devils don't have a an You know, that's why. Well, I mean, but he was anointed, but you didn't. You can't even qualify an anointed. You can't actually inspect an anointed. When you read Ezekiel chapter 28 and it talks about the anointed cherub, that's Satan's anointed, and it's the only one of its kind in Scripture. When you look it up, it's M I M C H A. CH. It's the only one. That means God anointed Satan to do what he does and he passes that anointing on to those that he ripped out of heaven. <laughs> Can you me? You're talking. So you are in a place where you're like, for that anointing and this whole idea, because you have people who didn't study anointing. I did. I studied anointing. How long am I going to expect them? And so we talk about that the, the Cleo and Creole are anointed. There's an anointing for ministry and there's an anointing for being a Christian. Oh my. And they're in my dictionary. So you can look them up. So you're walking around judging a person's place in God, the veracity of their truth, their authenticity, as a representative of the Almighty by your, their anointing. And their anointing go ride him So <laughs> it's important that you recognize it because a lot of you all have judged things anointed and never asked God what the anointed anointing is. Saul, in order for God to punish Saul for betraying him, God had to downgrade him by giving him literally a demonic anointing. And after Saul got the demonic anointing, he couldn't recognize. God. Oh,
3: you are here, baby. I'm betraying that. Come on, I'm come on. Oh, she
1: said, you come on here, my baby. So, but listen to what happens. So Saul gets to the point now. He's perverse. See, before his problem was that he was a coward and he was self-serving. But when this other monkey came on him, he became wicked.
3: Ooh.
1: And that wickedness—he was cruel. He was hard-hearted. He was self-centered. He was bolder. He was loose. He walked around with no clothes on. Every time he got around the two prophets, it brought up his brought that spirit on him. Got mad. Got irritable. That thing got nasty. That's why David had to leave. Because Saul was trying to kill David. He was trying to kill David's anointing. No, he was trying to kill David's appointment. Because David was his replacement. You can't kill an anointing. You lose it or you keep it. But the appointment, the appointee, that's something else. Anointing goes with appointment. And if a person is appointed by a bunch of fallen ministers, they're anointing of exactly like Saul.
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> because
1: the people forget that. And when you think about it, when we went to, um, when you go and read about Jehoshaphat, same thing. Ahab had Ahab nothing God. He, trust me, that man was so far from God's anointing that he couldn't even act like a kid. His wife took over his district. But when God wants to, you can tell where the anointing is. You want to, you need to literally watch what happens when the real anointing, the Davidic anointing, because that's what we're calling it. I know we're calling it Paul, Peter, but it's a Davidic anointing of Jesus, the eternal day. So you're talking about the Davidic anointing versus the demonic anointing. And do you know the difference? Ask your friends. Do you know the difference? Because you're sitting up in that church, expecting wonders, expecting miracles. You're expecting God to give you all kinds, and you don't think Satan has the power for lying signs and wonders. And you can't di- differentiate a lying sign from a Jesus sign. See, so, because Jesus had to be anointed when He came into the planet, so everybody needs one. He, what up until He was incarnated, He was the anointed one. Where okay. really? did yeah. He in the planet now, and he's like, i got to be a baptist. John, John, I don't know. You're Lord. I am not want to baptize No. And God has to make him baptize him. Amen. And he says, Suffer being so for now, because I'm here as a man. I'm not here as Yahweh. I'm here as Yeshua. I'm here as a man. And I, in order to get into God's service legitimately, I've got to be anointed, for the appointment. Wow. And God had already told John, he said, listen, before John even knew Jesus, and they were cousins. He said, Listen, the one upon whom you see the God descending and remaining. That said a lot. Because see, some people need to send the leaves. But the one whom you see descending and he said, This is he who baptizes with the Holy Ghost. Heaven has an order you don't like. God has a structure that you can't stand or that you are oblivious to. But you have got to recognize that this is not God's first show. The church is not God's first thing. Remember, Satan was anointed, and he ran the earth until he ran it in the ground. Until next thing he looks around, he's underwater. He ran his because God is drenching that power they used to have. This is a powerful thing. Are they, are they strong with
3: me? Yeah.
1: Are, y'all, are they strong? So you all would sit this out here if somebody laid hands on me. You should care because you should find out where the Holy Ghost is issuing his anointing so that that kismet takes on the creole. The, the creole is that you shall receive power when that the Holy Ghost comes upon you. If you don't have that, but well, I'm sorry, I got, God will anoint you himself if there's nobody around in your spirit. That means you are in some sort of um, you know, bush country or something. <laughs> because even if God anoints you personally, nobody knows he did it until someone human confirms it physically. That's what he did with with Joshua. He said, Listen. Then he go, and family. He got like, like, God and family were like, Whoop, they're close. But you know what? The body didn't know that. Israel didn't know they were close. Yeah. Nobody knew whether or not family was going to act like Eli, boys or not. Yeah. Oh, this is powerful. Did you want to say something? Because you read,
0: read the Bible. I was just saying, uh, and David, David, too, because David was in the field, you know, mm-hmm. he was being faithful to the Lord, but no one knew. Really, the extent of that until Samuel then came and had to physically anoint David. So, yes, God was speaking with David before Samuel appeared. Mm -hmm. And Samuel's appearance confirmed that amongst men
1: that God had chosen David. Because the Bible says that there are three to bear witness in heaven and three to bear witness on earth. So, God needs heavenly witnesses and then he needs earthly witnesses. Because people don't have a reason to treat you differently. The reason that Joshua was treated differently is because God told them, um, you know, Moses' anointing is on Joshua. And as I was with Moses, I am with Joshua. So y'all are not going to have a skip in leadership. And they had to know, and then after get the anointing, you have to see what happened. I teach my team, so what's new? I mean, you got anointing, now what? Because we have these great big anointing services, and so people leave all. Full of euphoria, come back all dejected. But well, nothing happened. My life didn't change. Nothing happened. Every time I got an anointing, I got a new power. I got a new ability. Every time God anointed me, I something else changed. I could. I told you about dispensing. Told you about writing books. We don't even want to talk about teaching the word or any of those things. When you are anointing of God, then you are going to do what God the Son did. And if you're doing what Satan is doing, you're telling the world that your anointing came from the fallen church, The anointed church that's covered once and can't recover from failing.
3: Did
1: you want to
3: No, this is when we do the test.
0: That's what they will the test. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: thinking what you said that um, how you taught us a lot, even with doing the assessments as um, advisors, that you know, you look and you see these people that are telling you all the time that they are anointed when they first take this uh, assessment. Mm-hmm.
3: Not the test,
0: the assessment. Yeah. And they are at that point telling you they're going to just convince you I am anointed, I've done all these great things. And just like that we was talking about the assessment today, I've watched how after they take the assessment, they mark themselves way back down at the bottom. <laughs> oh,
1: yes, they're like, I think
0: I'm in the wrong role, I'm doing the wrong thing. And so, anointing really shows up. You know, when people finish these assessments, they find out they're not who they thought they were. And they find out that they're anointing, they need more training, they need more understanding, they need more experience. Uh, not just the charisma, mm-hmm. and that's what they thought. whatever yeah. they're annoyed do So, mm-hmm. you know, what's so interesting about that is that sometimes, uh, when I was hearing you talk about the assessments earlier, sometimes the assessments they will actually prove what that person is running from too. So sometimes <laughs> like, No, I don't want this. Like, they, I'm not this at all. And they're running from it, and they try to do all that they can to not answer <laughs> in a way that's going to demonstrate that they're what they're running from, and the assessor will take as them, them as that person. That's what I find so. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's both sides, right? So some sometimes people just are so sure that they're, there's there's something, mm-hmm. and they take the assessment and tell them something else. And then there's that person that's running, running, running from that office or mm-hmm. running from that mm-hmm. position, and they think they're they're being cutting, right? And then that assessment nails that. Right on and a lot of them want to put
1: their pastors. on I told my pastor I shouldn't do it oh you mean my pastor was right yeah yeah because when you are uh, when you're the head of a house
3: God
2: got to tell you what the furnishings are <laughs> <Wow>. okay with <laughs> <laughs> a was talking the assessment reveal that anointing has very little to do with, with success mm-hmm. as far as how we interpret the value. Now anointing is, is essential, but not the way we think that anointing bypasses education.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Anointing bypasses needing to be mentored. I'm anointed, so I don't need to read because I'm anointed. Because nobody in the world is anointed to do what they do, the way we believe. Yeah. Nobody out there is anointed. They don't have the anointing. Yeah. That's why they have to go to school. But I have the anointing, so I don't need it. Yeah. And we really do, we really have been taught that the anointing is in exchange mm-hmm. for education and a superior one at that. Yeah. That's a very good point. And the assessments reveal all those gaps and holes that explain mm-hmm
1: why you're falling short in this area or why you're strong in this area and i'm glad you brought that up because you know anointing is the last Mm piece it's not the first one and if it is the first one it is a
3: training
1: and it is it's not inaugural it is a training and it is a um developmental anointing. why because sometimes you get that anointing first because god's got to break all of the values to your training, your development, your conformance, your, your concentration, your learnability. Yeah. So the, the first anointing yeah. is about you learning. That's why so many people say, well, I, I don't know. No, no, because this is how the Lord Jesus does. That's all I know. I told you, I represent Godhead. I am filled with all the fullness of the Godhead. Uh, I have all the devil in mindset. I don't need demons to help me out. Oh
3: my
1: God. I, got more, I got an innumerable company of angels that work with me, and we get along fine. We're still on God's team, and that's how it goes. So I want you to understand that. So I'm not talking to you about the 69 nations that God gave over to something else. I'm not going to talk to you about Greek mythology, because unless I'm going to tell you where the devils are using that. I'm not going to talk to you about Hindu um, devils. I'm not going to talk to you about their hierarchy. I'm not doing that. I'm talking about the Lord, Jesus Christ, who made it all. Because the first anointing was given to Jesus' prophet and not a devil. Yeah. So anointing is the last piece. It is the before you are go out. It is literally come after your appointment, and it seals your appointment, ah. not your interest. Ah! Oh,
3: I'm, sorry.
1: I'm sorry. It's not going to seal your aspirations ah. because its job is to deal with God's inspiration. He asks outside, inspiration is inside. Mm-hmm. So the anointing is the last piece, and we taught it as the not only the firstly but as the only. Mm-hmm. There is nothing you can study the noises from history around the world. It always comes at the end, like inauguration. That's what i you
2: saying. inaugurated. They mm-hmm.
1: call you after
2: you win the vote. After you win, you don't the numbers are in. Mm-hmm. After you beat the trail down, and then you, you get, get annoyed. Well, even our ceremonies, commissioning, mm-hmm. or
1: his after, and you don't earn the right to even run the race until you're educated and equipped. See, we took all of that because you got all these people that said, well, I'm sorry, I just think that I'm just charismatic. No, no, you're not charismatic. Well, you might be charismatic, but what you are is cunning because you are literally deciding to deceive the people and draw draw them to yourself, not to your office that you're running for, not to the position that you're campaigning for. So, anointings have never been known to come in the beginning. You can watch all those movies. Let's talk about the, the Black Panther movie. When did he get anointed? After he won. Yes. Nobody, anybody who anoints you before you do anything, you need to question that. Mm. Because if they really are in the place of God, then you would then you would understand why you've been anointed, but they wouldn't anoint you for relief, they'd not anoint you for training. Mm. For readiness. There's for induction stuff. So we're going to give you a little something to induct you, but we are not going to release you. So the first anointing, if there is one, is for readiness. It doesn't say that Jesus anointed the 12 in the beginning. No. It does say that when he got ready to send them out, wow. he did a little surgery
3: yeah.
1: after training. Yeah. And then they went out as apprentices. <clears throat> they didn't go out as just apostles free to go. They went out as apprentices. So then, saved them. And then when it was time for them to take over the church, he didn't anoint them as the, the Son man in the flesh. He anointed them as the resurrected Jesus Christ Messiah. So they were anointed from heaven and not just on earth. So now we've got this anointing going on. And so they're anointed. To, to anybody, okay. and you must be anointed by a higher authority. oh You know, I heard I heard apostles say I got a pastor. I don't know why they weren't around when God called apostles. You need to find yourself an apostle wow. because you have to be covered by higher. You go to uh, from school and you go to education. You got you, uh, your teacher has to be at least two years higher than you. That's right. And if you're talking about higher education, they need to be higher than that. Why in the world do you have somebody who doesn't even grasp what God does with an apostle to cover you? you and now, you might need an intercessor. Fine. You can do intercession. They want to lay hands on you for healing, lay hands on you for money, lay hands on you for trial and tribulation. It's fine. But if you're talking about anointing, has to be paired with appointment. The appointment comes from the higher person. First thing.
3: Well that's that okay? God, be <laughs> But did your clothes no if he, if
1: you won't walk on a, <laughs> that's
3: it right there. your
1: shoes If you're walking on a closet anointing, a private personal anointing between you and God, that is fine. If he if that's all he gives you, he has not sent you to his people. No, because I don't care what your job is, your employer cannot just throw their best friend on their back. Jesus,
0: you they cannot.
1: You just can't do it. And so, if God has not given you a public anointing from somebody who is backing you, not recognizing you, because the recognition anointing is not the same as the an authorization anointing. now who I wrote our dictionary
3: yes. and our
1: assessment yes. and textbooks. See, a lot of you are running on that recognition of mercy, and We're acknowledging that God is doing something to you. We're recognizing that God is going to do something to you. But listen, even with the Pentecost anointing, it wasn't enough for those apostles. How is it enough for you? Those
3: apostles
1: had to know what they were getting into for God to seal the deal. And he sealed the deal after they got out of jail. Mm-hmm. Let's do some time. So obviously God has, without missing it, some sort of probationary period. Yeah. If you, to you know, trial service. Let's see if you're going to stay or leave. And I think i there yeah. behind you. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Baby,
1: let's go no trial service. Because God obviously has that. You, but see, you don't know that because you have a whole lot of people who don't like God. You got Eli's boys in power. Wow. Yeah. 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 You
3: know,
1: you got the people in power who don't like God. And they came up on the lazy, sloppy parents. So you have all of that. Samuel failed God in his own children.
3: Yeah.
1: Even though he did right by name. I mean, you know, Samuel, you know his kids so are lost. Uh-uh, boys, no. And they, and they were so bad that Samuel literally, the people begged him not to let his son be overtake his place.
3: Yes.
1: And some of you are—you put your, you put your, your, your unclean children over God's people, and wonder what happened to your anointing. God's like, but well, if you can't differentiate Satan's anointing from mine, you don't know. You don't need to keep mine. Did you want to see your?
3: You
1: got some oh my.
3: Somebody
0: said, This is really powerful today. I think, again, bringing answers to why certain (laughs) (laughs) and you and you talked about say anointing is for the for the public mm-hmm. and not for your presumption no, that's uh, the something that we need to know right now and understand how God works with that We you need that charisma and anointing are not synonyms mm-hmm. we can't do that culturally in the church you know if you're charismatic you're anointed um, not misusing words misunderstanding misunderstand the meaning of words which I think you know work par-
1: charismatic anoint your endowment anoints your redemption
0: for public ministry. Yes. So three different distinct reasons why mm-hmm. someone walks in some kind of anointing which I think is important too as you're pointing out today but yes someone can be walking in an, in an anointing what anointing and who anointing mm-hmm. that? Um, you know, we have, we have pastors say that it makes me think of the episode you did maybe about four weeks ago. It was just talking about, has your pastor left God? Mm-hmm. You know, um, are they walking in God's anointing? Are they walking in their Creole anointing for the ministry? Are they, are they just being charismatic? And then where, what is motivating that? Mm-hmm. You know, are they culturally anointed? Because that is what we're dealing with now with a lot of ministers culturally anointed, anointed world. for the God of this world, anointed to take their people into the world. Into the world. You know what I mean? Um, so recognizing that as well. So I see this conversation
3: is really powerful.
1: Well, here's something that's very interesting. You know, um, in the book of Revelation, Jesus says that there is an anointing that on a the leader that will bring you into the depths of Satan. That's Revelation. Yes, it is. Okay? He said, but he said, but those who have not learned the depths of, depth of Satan, because Satan has an anointing, and it's legitimate. It's a legitimate anointing. I need you to hear that because we act as if it isn't. It's not a. It's not the righteous anointing of God, but it's legit, legitimate and it's the right thing for why He is who He is. So when you look at His, when you look at that anointing, you can't just assume that because He should be anointed because everybody who does anything for God wants to be, must be anointed. And that's the point I want you to get anybody. I don't care who you are. You must, God has to give you an anointing because everything that God calls you to do has first got to have spirit power. Mm-hmm. And so without spirit power, we don't get anything else. So everything has to have an anointing. I don't care who it is. So devils have to be anointed. Remember, the, the angel that was going to, or the spirit that was just going to deceive Ahab had to get up an anointing from the Lord. So everybody gets one. You just don't know where these anointings are. And trust me, they're called anointing, folks, because they have to pass on spaces, power. And so you need to know that. But let me tell you, the charisma, C-H-R-I-S-M-A, is about your salvation. It is the anointing that comes with the new creation and the Holy Ghost. Charisma is an anointing that anoints you with an endowment And favor, to make sure that you have a drawing card. It is the drawing anointing. That's why charismatic people draw. It anoints your endowment. It has no endowment attached to it.
3: Mm.
1: It just anoints your endowment. You like that? And then we have the creole anointing. And what distinguishes is it's the only one that comes with authorization. It is an authorizer as well as an empowerment. And so you're being pulled pulled into a power that is relative to the outpouring. Jesus has already established his church was coming. That's why he told them, "I'm I'm not going to give you this last one because you're going to go out and do this with no power. You're going to go out and do this with no authority. You're going to go out and do it illegally. So you have to recognize that, you know, whoever you are, God really shifted this for you. Because God is saying that you, you can walk around all day long, I don't need to be training, training. I don't need to do homework. I just don't see that in the Bible because you don't read it. Because <laughs> it's there plain to see. You don't read. You are dodging the scriptures so you can 100% dodge compliance. Because people who want to do things right, they read the manual. They take the classes. They study. They complete the assignments. They earn their credentials. So you have to recognize we've got the Prima, redemption, salvation. We've got Kareemah, influence. And we've got Krio, authority. Now you read my dictionary. This is not the first time I've ever said this. Maybe the first time some people are willing to hear it. You know, because I, I can tell you right now, we're moving into the, the, the thing of the hard reset, and this is a hard reset. If you want to go with God into his future, this is what he's doing. If you want to stay in his past, that is fine. He is not going to anoint you. He's getting ready to move a lot of unanointed people out of his pulpit. He's going to move a lot of kids out of these offices and out of these positions, and he's getting ready to judge the seniors that put him there. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna hear a lot of your favorite ministers either going through, getting fired, getting sick, or dying, because God's like, you have wrecked up my body long enough. You put children in the seat of people that I raised to make it happen, and that's happening. That's Bible bread bones being replaced. So, you have, you're about, I'm telling you, I'm going to talk a lot about hard reset as we go forward, but this is one of the resets you can expect that God, this new move, will not tolerate the old anointing. Yeah. Because anointing is not about just get up and go and say, it is not. Most people are riding on charisma. That charismatic anointing, that's an influence. It may be an influence of grace, but it's influential. Anybody can have it, but not anybody can step into an office.
3: Yeah,
0: I think about that What you just said About not anybody can step into an office And some of these people that feel that they are anointed You have taught us a lot They get kicked out <laughs> The office will kick them completely out But I was thinking too How um, you said that this remove Will not tolerate over anointing And this is really what's happening right this moment Mm -hmm. because a lot of people are still trying to operate, say, in Azusa, that old anointing from Azusa. And it's not working. Mm -hmm. They may get a big crowd one time, and they try to repeat it next year, Mm -hmm. and it's less than half people. So God is really letting us know this hard reset that you're talking about is what he's taking us into. And you're not going to be able to just bring him anything, not like we used to in the old. So I'm excited, even in the teaching today, because this is what's happening in the world. Yeah. <laughs> really? We are operating a lot of our own anointings. We want to repeat yesterday's big crowd and all. Oh, how many people are
1: I
3: want the I want the She
1: yes. yes. got it like, but I don't need that. And the world you're in today will not respond to that annoyance. You know, I want the Zeus to risk anointing. Let me tell you, the Zeus of one failed God and the Zeus two failed. Ooh. So the last thing he's going to have is an Azusa of m- anointing. And I'll tell you what, well, he did. I mean, Seymour, a wonderful man, but guess what? He let that woman rob him of his entire mailing list and starts diverting all that he gathered to her. I did say this last Azusa said, I never believed in Jesus Christ. There's that. So two Azusa have failed him. So guess what he won't do is a third Azusa. Now I don't care what somebody says. I know Jesus Christ, right and one. I'm telling you, I'm, I, I, sit, I I represent the throne of Christ. I'm an agent of the Godhead. I'm gonna keep saying it. You know why? Because the faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And we got it's not my word like a hammer. It breaks the rock to pieces. God will never. Have another Azusa. Humans may try, but God will kill it, and those who push it will be risking their lives.
3: Wow. Now I'm saying
1: that, and and you know I don't say things that I don't know. Let me tell you something. What my problem is, we don't know what an an anointing is. (laughs) We don't know. Anointing is not just the oil you see. That is the oil you see is symbolic. Yes. It, it, It typifies what God puts on your spirit and your soul. The anointing just clothes your body. It can't penetrate your soul. It can't penetrate to your spirit. So that's the first thing you need to know. The anointing is not just about uh, you being expected or you being able to preach. Anointing is God's approval. Mm -hmm. There is an approval that comes with the anointing. There are permissions that come with the anointing. There are privileges that come with the anointing. There is a station that comes with the anointing. There are armaments, provisions, dispensation that come with the anointed, And all of those other things, aside from the grease we put on your forehead, is all done by heaven's host. Angels, that's the anointed. God says to Israel, you know what? God will kick me off. I don't want to kill you because I showed off in front of all of these other guys. and I'm going bring y'all out and stuff, taught out Egypt. So I'm gonna leave you and I'm gonna let my angel bring you in. Yeah. He said, now listen, don't mess with my angel because I'm in him. He said, my name is in him. So everything that I would do to you for your sin, this angel is authorized to do it. Because God has His own agent. in our spiritual bureaucratic course, We talk about that. So you have to recognize that if the angels leave your leader, it doesn't make a difference. You need to check out what false spirit is taking their place. Yeah. Because God, you see, here's something that's interesting. You know, in in, in uh, diplomatic circles, when they when, when you After you have a good night, you real full of love. You sound real warm and friendly.